Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents Pit Row with your host Ralph, where we will review the upcoming NASCAR weekend's races and go over the last weekend's races, what happened, what we saw on the tracks, and build towards DFS picks. Let's jump into our latest episode. Race fans, welcome back to Pit Row. This is your host, Ralph. We're going to talk NASCAR, Sprint Cup, Series, Action, hopefully so that we can put this perspective into FanDuel or DraftKings winnings like we do here at Tiger Bomb for baseball, football, other stuff like that. Really quickly, where you can find us, www.tigerbombsae.com. That is the Tiger Bomb website. You can click on the Pit Row page and listen to this podcast there. You can also watch this, if you would like, through the YouTube channel right there at the website. If you are a podcast on the go kind of person, social media, I'm sorry, podcast on the go like Stitcher, iTunes, you know, iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever, just search for Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. This will come up. You can catch all the episodes of Pit Row and the other podcasts we do. And uh, as I was going to say, if you're a social media person, just search for Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment on Facebook or Twitter, and you can find us there. All right. That's all the heavy lifting. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're, new, if you're not new to the show, welcome back. Last week, we had the all-star race. Now, as far as DraftKings go, not like super profitable for me as a day, um, but exciting nonetheless. I like the all-star race with the, you know, the, the sort of wild card format before and then we get to the main event later in the evening so you kind of get 100 laps you know from from the open as they call it and then we get 200 laps later on so all together you get a nice tight race but the open was crazy uh mcdowell was all over the place doing all types of damage i mean they got that car serviceable enough to get back out there to do more damage and block other people so it's very interesting but josh barry ended up you know, doing very well and very good for Barry to have such a nice performance on the heels of Alex Bowman coming back this week for Hendricks racing. So he's going to take over back or he's going to take a spot back in the 48 and Josh Barry now has a nice resume and uh, that's going to lead to him getting a job uh, for next year for driving, you know, full-time spring cup series. So, but if we think about last week, before we take a look at this week's race, let's go back to North Wilkesboro. We're staying in Carolina. We're in Carolina last week, North Carolina. We're in Carolina this week. So easy enough for the race teams to kind of mill around. And if you're not somebody who's, you know, well-versed with the NASCAR and stuff like that, some of these teams, you know, Charlotte's a huge hub for racing, for NASCAR, for all that. Some of these teams, they work out of those, the home track, like Hendricks is the home track. And so very advantageous to be able to just have these couple of weeks where it's like not as much drive because you guys got to understand when they go on the road you know these are like 15 million dollar cars these sprint cup series cars so you got a team like Hendrick, you have four cars do the math you got a 60 million dollar operation on wheels every sunday right that's hard so being a little closer to home that's cool but if we take a look last week i digress so if we take a look last week at the all-star race at north wilkesboro they literally slapped some paint on this thing put some grip down on that track and they went at it. Like, it's not like if, you know, like if you were doing, you know, baseball or football, something like that, they come out of the new stadium and whatever, whatever. That's not what we did here. NASCAR literally said, we can slap paint on this thing and, and get it rolling. And that's what they did y'all. So 200, 200 laps for a million bucks. Here we go. 
Green with Suarez and Logano to start. Outside lane literally does not exist. So that's something that's new to me. Um, them having not raced a NASCAR race at this level for over 26 years. And so, you know, for me, it was going to be what does this track look like? And in that respect, very much the same as what the history of it is, which is the outside lane is dead. So we get our first caution on lap 16. Stenhouse trying to slide up and then back down but he just wasn't able to uh, get clear of the 43, Eric Jones. And so, you know, we see what happens on that caution. I was thinking maybe some guys might want tires, even though it was early on. Um, and it's also just 200 laps. You know what I mean? I just wanted to kind of see if you guys want to take, you know, stay fresh or whatever. <clears throat> but anyways, we get the restart. Nobody really doing anything. So order is the same. Suarez, Hamlin, Briscoe, Logano, Elliott. Larson finally able to wrestle away the lead on the, on, on the apron down low. And uh, he's found some grip down there. Like I was saying, they laid some grip down there. You can see it on the track. If you watch the race, you see like the the, the pavement, but then you see the darker parts, the darker parts or the darker splats. That's the grip that NASCAR laid down. So he found some grip down there, low by the apron. Story of the track, no grip whatsoever. These guys are gravitating toward those areas of grip laid down by NASCAR, as I said. But that was just another note that I just right away, you know, sort of watching and saw. Lapped 101, Truex and Byron battling for the free pass, which is very important with such a short race. And um, it's Truex. He gets it. Competition caution comes out. Off pit road, we get Larson, Wallace, Suarez, Reddick, and Briscoe as the first five. And then we go green. Larson with the big jump. 90 to go at this point. Lar Wallace holding strong in second. So Bubba trying to turn it around. Reddick and Suarez are around but not really breathing down his neck so then we get 60 to go larson's still out front he's led 88 laps overall now with 56 to go at this point but briscoe's moving in he's sixth with 41 to go larson's still flying though bubba now more than four seconds back in second so larson's really jet rocketing here million dollar time now 15 laps to go larson wallace reddick briscoe elliott lap traffic here nine to go at this point we'll see if this becomes an issue this lap traffic and then you know, not really. Larson just kind of maintaining that four-second lead and then seven to go. And then finally, Larson takes it, y'all. Kyle Larson coming back strong and uh, not his first all-star win, but it's his latest, y'all. So it was a fantastic win for Kyle. Hendrick domination continuing on and nice bounce back win for him after everything that happened with Chastain recently a couple weeks back and then, you know, getting into it after the altercation on the track, right? The other one had to punch off the track a couple weeks back. So, he wins it, and uh, he wins that million bucks, so sure he's very happy about that. After having such an up-and-down season, I mean, he's missed some time. Set out in the five. It was, as we said, Barry was driving for Hendrick in the five. Comes back. He has the beef with Chastain. So already there's been a lot going on for Larson, and this continues to add to that story. I feel, I feel like it's, it's, it's going to be his at the end of the day. I think in terms of the the championship, like I'm just forward thinking now, you guys, Elliot is uncharacteristically not in the playoff talks. Now he's going to need a win. And that's because he's been injured. So Josh Berry's been driving that night, but with him out of the picture, things start to turn over for some of these other Hendrick drivers. And you got to look at Kyle Larson as for what he is pound for pound, probably the best driver in the world right now. But we get a healthy Alex Bowman back this week. William Byron has got something to say. You guys know he's been hot this year. But that's where the money is. And so let's head towards the Coca-Cola 600. 
at Charlotte Motor Speedway this week. Their home track, by the way, Hendrick home track. Big race. If you don't know, we're going 600 miles. This big weekend for racing, if you don't know. You have the um, F1 um, Monaco race, I believe, right? So you've got that. Uh, you've also got the Indianapolis 500. And you've also got the Coca-Cola 600. So, you know, the coolest thing in racing is some years you will have some nuts that try to do the Indianapolis 500 and the Coca-Cola 600. That's not unheard of. I think Jimmy Johnson did it last year. It's a lot of driving. It's over 1,100 miles in one day, y'all, in a couple hours. So it's a great weekend. When you think about starting the race, you know, starting the day with F1, and then you kind of get to finish up with, with NASCAR. This is the Super Bowl of racing. So, again, if this is all very new to you, probably a really cool day to kind of tune in at any point of the day and catch some quality racing. But we're going to focus, like we always do, on the Sprint Cup Series. They're going to Concord, North Carolina here, just outside Charlotte. So, track length, one and a half miles. That's key for this race. $9 million purse, race distance, 600 miles. That's going to be 400 laps. Now, this will be the only race with four stages. And so, the race is so long. It's the longest race. Most other races, 500 miles. If that, right? If that. So, this is a long race, guys. This is going to be four stages, 100 laps apiece. And so, that's how they'll break it up. Most recent winner last year was Denny Hamlin. Um, you know, you could look at NASCAR.com this week. There's been articles even he could show you, even going back and re-looking at the replay, very shocked that they – he said he's very shocked they won. You know, if you remember, Chastain was in control for a lot of that race and uh, going into stage three. He won stage three, and then in stage four, I think they, like, blew a tire if I'm – shredded a tire if I'm not mistaken. And so really ruined what was a good day for him. Alex Bowman, we talked about coming back, stepping back in the 48. I think we really got to be thinking about him this week. He's going to be fresh. He's going to be excited, ready to get back in it. And we know that he races for the best team in, in NASCAR, period. And so <clears throat> I think that we can expect a strong finish from him. I don't think it's too much to ask for a win from him, really, to be honest. Some other things we want to cover, though. Four of the last seven Coca-Cola 600 winners started from the pole position, including Kyle Larson in 2021 and Denny Hamlin last year. And so the idea about that is this. We're going to give suggestions today. We can talk about what we think. But if you really want an inside track, I'm simply saying take a look at qualifying, right, or at least Sunday before the race if you want to go back and revisit your lineup. take a, Just go and look at what the qualifying order was. And you want to be sure that you got exposure to whoever qualified first. I believe it's going to be a Hendrick car, if not Truex. But that's what you want to do there. You can't set this on like a Friday and forget about it. You want to visit. And for what it's worth, practice and qualifying, all that stuff, the more and more we do this and I get into it, I see that that stuff matters. You want to win on Sunday, you got to have some exposure to what happened on those two other events, that being practice and qualifying okay like that's so paramount to what we're going to see on sunday but the other side of that is to not get overly invested in that because the dynamics of the track changes as the day goes along as the rubber wears along with the track and that's certainly going to happen this sunday when we talk about the longest race of the season 600 miles so we're going to start in the day and end in the night so again let's be only so invested with 
what we see in practice and qualifying, but that's going to be key to getting a good start, though. And as we just talked about in that stat, a decent finish. The driver who led the most laps won three of the last five 600 milers. So something else to consider. Hendrick Motorsports drivers that led the most laps in the last three races on one and a half mile tracks. So again, all this is pointing back to Larson, Bowman. You know, Elliott's still trying to find his ground, but he's in there too. I mean, that's the team we want to be looking at, essentially. That's where we want to go. And don't forget about William Byron. But he's won so much already this year. I really do think some one of these other drivers is going to step up. All three stage winners finished outside the top 10 in this race last year. So we just talked about Chastain, why that happened to him. So some stuff to consider as you build your lineups. Also, when you guys to consider that you took with such a long race, the chances of your team getting hurt by mistakes are increased. So I'm talking about like mistakes with pitting and stuff like that. Over the past couple of weeks, we've seen guys get flagged for pitting, you know, speeding on pit road. We've seen teams make mistakes, loose lug nuts, you know, tires dribbling down pit road. There's a lot of things that could unfortunately trip your team up. And I think with an extra hundred miles on top of the longest race, we're going to see that happen to a lot of these teams. So you, so there are teams that have been having problems like Danny Hamlin, they've been, and he's been pretty vocal about it. So that's stuff you got to consider in a longer race like this, as opposed to a shorter race. Now, that being said, I don't think you need to be over-invested in one manufacturer or one team this week. If you want to go there, it's Hendrick. And I don't mind just, you know, making a lineup with like, you know, 200 cars. You can pick which two you want. But I do think Larson and I do think Bowman are the cars I want to most, have most exposure to. I love Truex. I don't mind, you know, many of the Fords. I don't mind Blaney this week. I think Blaney... I think Brad Kozolowski, Almarola, these are all going to be guys that could fill out your lineup quite nicely. If you want to pay up for Hendrick, you quite simply have to fill the lineup with some of those lower end guys, and then you don't want to get a DNF crash, you're not finished, whatever, right? We can't trust a lot of guys down there. You 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 put Burton in your lineup, you're gambling. Put JJ Yelly in your lineup, gambling a little less, right? Stuff like that. So just remember, if you're going to pay 11 grand, 10 grand for a driver, who are you supplementing that with? What does that look like? Because that's where you want your Almirola's. That's where you want your Stenthouse's. Those are the guys that make you balance out. Sweet spot's going to be right in between nine and eight. We're talking about salaries now, right? Nine thousand, eight thousand on DraftKings if you're unfamiliar. Christopher Bell's, right? Like that. But in terms of uh, lineups, you know, I've been saying each week, like, oh, I'm going more here, more of these cars or more of this or that. Don't need any of that this week. I, I've got to mix and match it a little bit because it's such a long race. I think some strategies are going to fall apart. Some strategies will develop themselves during the race. And so I want to leave myself open for all that. Right. But I gave you guys the names I'm not going to forget to have. Chastain, you want to get involved with him. He didn't win last year, but he looked strong. I think they're going to bring a good setup again, and he could win. Suarez, for some reason, isn't matching the the output that Chastain is, and I think that that's coming down to him personally. They have the same setup, the same cars, the same equipment. There's some reason why he is habitually not finishing even close to what Chastain is doing, and they were a little marketably more close last year. 
So I'm a little faded on him, but Chastain makes a lot of sense. Chastain hasn't won a race yet this year. Now, he's number one in the point standing, so he's looking pretty good for the playoffs anyway. But not impossible to think that he could get his first victory this week on a track that he dominated last year before having to lose the race um, abruptly in the end there. So that's something you want to take a you know peek at. Really falling out on front row. Not sure what's going on there, but they're losing a lot of steam. Not a great performance last week from McDowell from what I saw in the open. I'm going to back off that a little bit. Ty Gibbs, let's go back there. Gibbs Racing in general, let's go back there. I'm going to keep playing Bubba Wallace, having some exposure to him limitedly, but um, obviously it's a, it's a confidence thing. It's just him. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that frustration, but I want to be there when he finally does get the W. I, I don't see a problem with playing him, hedging it with the Ty Gibbs, his, his partner there. That's what I'm thinking, though, guys. You can get a little crazy, have some logo in there, have some Joey Logano in there. But remember what we said. On one-and-a-half-mile races, Hendrick dominates. They are the best team anyway. So if you're going to get far away from them, you got to mix and match your lineup, right? A couple Hendrick's cars, throw everything else in there with it. That's all I got for you guys this week. I really appreciate everybody listening, watching, and uh, good luck if you're playing DraftKings this weekend. FanDuel, you're going to win some money. Share it with the rest of us. Good luck, everybody. Enjoy the race. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Thank you to those who served. We miss you to those who died serving, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. This has been Pit Row. If you'd enjoyed it, drive back through next week. We'll do it again. Another Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment production.